liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Before we begin today, by the way, great guest, Spike Cohen, the legend himself. But before we begin today, I have to combat some of my haters, as usual. Um, So we got people coming out, we got libertarians coming out in defense of private businesses. So I hope this is the last time I have to address this. You know I got stamina for days, so I'll keep doing it if I have to. Uh, But... First off, the FDA approved it, the V, this morning. Also this morning, Joe Biden comes out and says, I want to encourage all private businesses to mandate it. Exactly what I told you two weeks ago. Exactly, verbatim. Exactly from episode 105. Go back and listen to it. It's exactly what I said. It's exactly what happened. End of August, early September, it ended up being... August 23rd, it happened faster than I thought. Uh, And then, sure enough, Biden comes out, Cuomo comes out, I'm sure Newsom will come out, Whitmer, all the the usual suspects are going to come out and say, this isn't force, it's not the government doing it, it's just us advising private business to do our bidding because we know constitutionally we are not allowed to do this. Quite simply, it is unconstitutional for the government to mandate this, and they know it, So they're having private businesses do their bidding. If you are a libertarian standing up for that overt fascism, get the fuck out. No more patience. I blocked like five people today giving me these same basic bitch blue-pilled arguments. So obvious. It's so obvious what they're doing. And yet you're going to run cover for them and represent liberty Do you understand how counterproductive that is? Do you understand why it bothers us that are awake as to what you're actually propagating, what you're allowing to to happen? Do you see the problem? Do you see why libertarians are viewed as a fucking joke? It's because of people like you. It's because people like you run cover for private business because you're so fucking principled, aren't you? I am actually taking the principled stance. That's what bothers me most. Libertarians are not pro-fascism. We are anti-fascist, actually, in the most literal of senses. We do not support government, so by its very nature, we cannot support having big business in bed with big government. And let me put it to you like this, make a real quick analogy for you that I hope even the densest motherfucker out there can understand. I don't think that the Civil Rights Act was necessary because I think it's the right of private businesses to be prejudicial. I think they have that right. However, if you have politicians coming out and saying the same day that they, that they roll out these, these uh, mandates that the president of the United States and a bunch of governors were to come out and say, I don't want you to serve any minorities in this country in restaurants. Would you, would you defend that? Because it's a private business making that decision? No, you wouldn't. Because you know exactly what it means. It means there's no options left for people. It means that at at best you're going to have speakeasies. 
You're going to have people going underground to circumvent tyrannical bullshit. That's what you're calling for, for the unvaccinated. And again, don't get it twisted. I'm financially free. I don't need a job. I don't actually have to fucking play this game. I am fighting for the people who can't. Help them. Have some fucking courage. Think one step ahead. Think slightly more abstractly as to what's transpiring here. Stop being a useful idiot for fascism. Stop it. Okay, thanks. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I am thrilled to finally have on the legend, Spike Cohen. Welcome in. Spike Cohen, thank you for having me on, Clint. <laughs> um, we got to meet at, uh, at Freedom Fest a couple of weeks ago, and it sounds mm-hmm. as if you have not stopped touring since. Uh, where, where are you now, and, and what's, what is your mission here? What are you doing? You're, uh, it seems like you're on a constant tour to recruit, to campaign. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm on a constant world tour. So uh, it is true that I haven't stopped since Freedom Fest, but I actually haven't stopped since I got the nomination for the vice president last year, uh, in, in last May. I guess I had a brief break through most of December and part of uh, part of November. But yeah, man, we're, uh, right now I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So we just finished up the uh, 2021 Libertarian Party of Ohio conference. They only have a convention every other year. So the conference is just like the fun parts without the business and Robert's rules of order. It's just the speakers and the parties and all that stuff. So we did that this uh, this weekend. And then today I was at an event uh, that was put together by the Libertarian Party of Ohio and in a group they're working with called Accountability Now Ohio, which is working to end qualified immunity. And they're going to be working on some other police reform and criminal justice reform stuff. So I was there to lend my support to help get people excited to come out sign up they got to they got to get a lot of signatures to uh get the lp on the ballot and also to uh to get that uh constitutional amendment to to actually end qualified immunity in ohio um so this is the kind of stuff i'm doing man i coming off the election um i realized that we and I, you know i've a little bit of tough love here we've kind of and i'll even add myself to this we've kind of had to ask backwards so we are focused on the electoral politics and not the cultural politics we're focused on trying to finagle or, or almost in a way, uh, not trick, but sort of do a Hail Mary pass and win for liberty. Well, not only does that not work, but it's also not what we even believe. We don't believe people should be, you know, almost uh, uh, surprised into an arrangement. We believe that people should want to voluntarily be in that arrangement. And then when we get into electoral politics, we focus on the races that were the least likely to win president, vice president, Senate, Congress, uh, governor, uh, governor, because they're the sexy ones, but they're also the ones that we don't have a shot in hell of winning right now. And it makes us look foolish because we put all of our, our, our ducks, we put all our chickens in the basket of races we can't win, which just underscores that L standing for loser for a lot of people. Right. Um, so instead of us focusing on the races where we can win, city council, county council, state legislative races, where we can build that grassroots of support, instead of continuing to do these, uh, again, like a Hail Mary pass for these races we aren't going to win in the vain hope that they win and then trickle down re- liberty from the top down on the rest of us, which, again, we don't even believe that's how things work. Uh, I don't think it's going to work that way. So what I'm trying to do is instead of me just telling people this, I'm trying to lead by example. So I'm trying to go. We're doing uh, candidate forms and candidate trainings to show people that are running for races that they actually have a shot of winning. 
how they can run effectively run their races, effective messaging, effective campaigning, effective organization building, effective affiliate building, uh, uh, getting together and doing these types of events with other third party groups to try to uh, to try to actually accomplish libertarian goals instead of waiting for libertarians to get elected and then accomplish our goals. Just trying to show that, like, there is a way to do this. We just haven't been doing it and trying to actually instead of just saying that leading by example and showing this is how we do this now who wants to join us i get it i mean that i actually think i was probably more in your camp as of i don't know five years ago and now okay. i i lean more towards the hail mary simply because our our situation feels so dire am i, I am i overstating the concern in this moment because for me it feels as if like i'm not even sure we're gonna have elections moving forward like i i know this sounds totally uh dystopic and fear-mongering but this is yeah. this is my honest instinct is that like as the as we enter what i think will be the greatest financial crisis in, in probably in global history um i'm not at all certain that you know standard political action is going to be on the table. So for that reason, that's why I, I like the, the idea of, of either you or Dave or someone like that running on the presidential ticket. Going all the way for it. Yeah. 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 And, and it's not even, I mean, I'm not delusional. Like I get it. You guys aren't going right. to be the president, but getting, getting someone that's a fire breather on that right. stage to, to try and wake people up. I, I, I don't know. Am I, am I too, am I too blackpilled? <laughs> no, no. So, I, well, maybe, maybe slightly too black pill. Yeah. You're maybe just, just above the proper amount of black pill. <laughs> if you love playing fantasy football, but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. Whether you are a season-long player, focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests, or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. Are you sick of getting last place against your buddies? Yeah, me too. It sucks. With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content, the team at Football Insider Edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers, helping them improve their play, and in a few special moments, winning life-changing money. They are proud of the community they've, they've built through weekly interactions on their Slack channel, and take great pride in helping others to achieve their goal of becoming better fantasy players. As supporters of this show and of the Liberty Movement as a whole, they are currently offering a 20% discount on any monthly or full season plan on their website. Just go to footballinsideredge.com and use the code LIBERTY at checkout to take advantage of this discount offer. Again, use the code LIBERTY for 20% off at footballinsideredge.com. Let's get that money, son. Turns are, are valid. And I don't disagree that it's important to have fire breathers running in those races. It's not like we ignore those races. It's okay. just that's not where we're winning, man. And right. I think that I, I agree. I think that we are approaching a new type of financial crisis that's never actually going to end. And it's never going to have like I think 2008 was the last time that we were allowed to have a crisis where we hit a bottom and then had to slowly dig our way out of it. I think now we're going to have this never ending kick the can down the road, ramp up spending exponentially every few years just to, to keep the inevitable from happening in this vain hope to just keep everything afloat, which eventually I think they can keep doing that rapidly enough 
to just have this sort of managed decline of the middle class, this managed decline of people being able to be able to make ends meet on their own unless they're already up in the you know seven figures and up range. And you're going to see this this growing stratification. I mean, you want to talk about income inequality. We, we don't even know what that looks like yet. I do believe that's coming. I don't believe that we're going to have an end to elections for two reasons. Number one, uh, it's what allows them to go, look, you're free. You get to choose between this shit and this shit. But also because right now, it doesn't matter who wins the election. The people demand more of this. And that was another awakening that I've had. Yes, if I can have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people or conversations in small groups or, or you and, 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 and Dave and Reed and, and people like Ron Paul and people like Matt Kibbe. And, you know, you think of all the great liberty activists out there that are able to spread the message. You know, we're, we can get out there and spread the message, but we're outnumbered several thousand to one. And so what that looks like is well over 96, 97% of Americans and, and really even probably a higher percent of just the public in, on earth uh, demand to have, we're about to have a cat in the frame, what the, the friend that I'm staying with in Columbus, the cat's about to come. But we're, that'll, that'll we're cheer demanding, me that, well, that, yeah, you'll have a cat at the very least, that they're demanding their own subjugation which is why, again, we have to focus on the cultural aspect of this. We're not going to think about what the Ron Paul revolution brought about electorally. And even before that, think about what Ross Perot was able to do just as, you know, one kind of, you know, weird eclectic guy spending a bunch of his own money to run for an office he didn't even want to win. Look at what they were able to accomplish in changing people's minds and then immediately seeing downstream effects at the political level. We had two or three years of balanced budgets with a Democrat president and a Republican Congress because they were scared that Ron, that uh, Ross Perot was going to run again. So we can do that, but it means making that cultural change. It means affecting people. And unless someone out there is watching as a multi-billionaire who can afford to run a multi-billion dollar campaign on their own, we're going to have to do this tough, hard slog. The reason I'm optimistic that we can do it is because I can see how quickly people can change. And also because I believe that the market, the cat's going to knock over my tripod, the market uh, is uh, basically making government and its coercive elements obsolete anyway. I think that at the same time that government is reaching this weird precipice that it can't uh, cross back from where we're just going to be constantly subjugated, uh, the market is creating uh, uh, De DeFi and uh, cryptocurrencies and the entire blockchain and cloud-based system where everything's going to be dis decentralized and trustless and uh, everything's increasingly going to be based on um, on your, you know, uh, your stakeholding in, in these different blockchains, which mm -hmm. will completely eliminate the need for government to begin with, which is a whole other subject. But no, oh. I, I don't think there's reason to lose hope. I just believe that we need to be focusing where we are actually able to be effective. And that's culturally and locally, which is what we believe. We believe everything should be built voluntarily, decentralized, grassroots up, and that's how the movement has to be built. I, I, I don't have a problem with the, the I'm really trying to get this cat to leave me alone. The, we're, we're, you know, I, I don't think that there's a problem with having to do the, I don't have a, a huge problem with doing the Hail Marys to try to message and to bring people in, right. but that can't be the main thing that we're doing. We have to be bringing people in at the city level. I mean, forget the fact that, that most of 
the tyranny you suffer on a day-to-day basis isn't happening federally. It's happening locally and at the state level. There's other things that you can rub up against. Come on, come, please. Come on. <laughs> I don't, I don't have cats, so I'm not used to this. So, but no, I, uh, I, uh, I, yeah. So I don't think you should be black pilled, but we definitely have to be cognizant of the fact that uh, unless we do the work that's needed to make the cultural changes, uh, they're just going to keep plowing ahead. There, there is no point where they stop. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse until we make those changes. See, now you're, now you're sending appropriately black pilled like me. Uh, no, <laughs> no, see, I, I actually agree with you though, because I think that, um, technologically we are going to outpace tyranny, but yes. it has, it has this, um, kind of symbiotic or I don't know, parasitic relationship where as, as you get more freedom from technology, the government increases its tyranny to try and keep up. So it's like, right. it's, I think that's what we're experiencing right now. I think that's yes. what the Great Reset is. I think that's what yep. Build Back Better is. I think it's it's global government realizing that they are losing their grip on power. So that can be a white pill. Like you can look at that and, and frame it in a really optimistic way. And you could say, well, look, right. they're scared and there's yep. a reason they're scared and you should be optimistic because they're scared. But then I also, then as I think about it more, I get back black pilled and I go, Oh shit, they're going to try and kill us. Like, <laughs> so, well, so that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're chained up in the dungeon and you're like, this means they're fighting us. This is great news. Everyone like <laughs> they wouldn't be doing this if they weren't scared of us. This is actually really good news. If you think about it, no, it, it is what it is. I think that, um, we saw it with social media. So the last two big technological revolutions that we've had in our lifetime have been the internet and then social media. And those are two distinctive uh, uh, revolutions that have happened there. And both of them have resulted, even after the government got their mitts into us, have resulted in us being able to spread information more freely and be able to think more freely. Even with the implementations and the impositions that have happened on social media with the Atlantic Council, and now with just the government straight up saying, if Facebook doesn't censor you, they're killing people. Like They're not even pretending that this is private action anymore. We're, we're well past that at this point. And actually, I'm thankful we're past that at this point because I'm sick of libertarians telling me it's just a private company, bro. And it's like, nah, yeah, no, I was saying that in 2017. And then I did the, my research and no, no, it's not. This is very much solidly not, government action. So I'm actually <laughs> glad they're saying the, the quiet part out loud. But the point of that is even with all of this, we are still able to spread information far more easily and far more freely than we were 10 years ago, much less 20 years ago, and certainly much less 30 years ago. So from that standpoint, even when they try to get their mitts into us, we still are in a better position to share liberty and to share the message than we ever have been before. And when you start seeing the next phase that I believe is going to happen, which is going to be the blockchain revolution, cryptocurrency has been sort of the leader because everything always starts with money. That's just the reality of things. So we started with the crypto. And that has been, uh, you know, as a uh, as a uh, proof of concept, that has been a wild success, more, more than I think even the people that uh, uh, originated it thought it would be so quickly. And then uh, now I think we're going to see uh, DeFi, uh, decentralized social media. You're going to see a decentralized blockchain based arbitration, decentralized blockchain based NFTs. People don't realize that's right now it's proof of concept. They're doing things like, oh, you own this uh, JPEG and no one else does. That's going to be a registry for everything. Mm. that's going to be proof of ownership for everything. So this it's going to tripod, replace title. It's going to replace the need for titles. Yeah. So it's going to be both international and decentralized at the same time. It's going to be trustless. You're going to see these chain of ownership. No one will be able to claim that there was unjust ownership of anything. This creates 
a, a registry for property rights that is as open or as encrypted as you want it to be. It's just the beginning. The entire basis and structure that justified the existence of government hundreds of years ago is all falling apart. As a result of that, you are going to see increasing imposition on blockchain until eventually they're going to try to do everything they can to make it illegal. At that point, it's going to be too late because for the same reason that, you know, now they're playing catch up with Bitcoin. There's no way you can you can put the, the cryptocurrency genie back in the bottle. They just passed this ridiculous regulation on, on blockchain that on, on a cryptocurrency that, oh, you know, mining, we're not going to allow. There's no way they can even effectively enforce this, especially at the small level. Mm-hmm. 3D manufacturing. What is gun control going to mean when in a few more years, let's say five or six more years, the average person with a everyday 3D printer in their home will be able to produce small arms that have just been designed that are better than anything the military industrial complex has for the cost of the materials. Everything that government thinks that they're able to do right now is about to be replaced. All that needs to be there in order for the actual revolution to happen. And I'm not necessarily saying a violent revolution. I'm saying a revolution of the mind. All that needs to happen is for us to return to the same rebellious mindset, that same independent mindset that had people who were told that there might be a 3% tax on tea to respond by saying, I'm going to kill as many government officials as I have to until you stop saying that, which by the way, is what kept the American government in check for the first hundred or so years. It was not the constitution. It was the, (laughs) it was the population saying, no, we're not going to take it from you either. If we return back to that, we don't need to be violent. We don't need to have the violence, and they're certainly not going to win anything either. If we have the technology, we have everything on our side, and we go back to that mindset, that's why my social media right now is all about fostering that rebellious mindset, that refi- that refusal to comply mindset, that you know what's right, they're not, they don't know what's right, they're wrong, and, and we don't have to listen to them mindset. I love it. I mean, this this is exactly why I loved your campaign, because you you speak my language. This, uh, you follow me on Twitter. You know, this is this is yeah. what I'm pushing to. I'm like, stop fucking complying. Just stop complying. Stop doing what they're stop demanding complying. of you. You know, it's it's yeah. ascientific. It's nonsensical. It's tyrannical. You're breaking your children's brains with this shit. You're breaking your yeah. own psychology. It's like, but but as as you get me fired up, then I just start to think about the fact that despite the fact that you know, my audience, your audience have grown exponentially over the past year and a half since we've had this tyranny. Um, they, they're still such popular will to, to keep us locked in our homes, to keep our children yep. masked up. Like, is there a tipping point? Like, do you think there's a point at which people besides starvation, besides, you know, a, a global right. depression, is there a tipping point? Yep. Is it, is it just <laughs> reaching them in their ears and their heart and their mind? Or is it like in their wallet? What, where do you think we actually get these people to come around? So I think every individual person has their tipping point. I don't know that there's a great societal tipping point short of mass starvation or some kind of genocide. And we're not going to see those things because people can see that stuff coming a mile away. We're not going to see starvation. Everyone's going to be fat and obese and eating way too many carbs and sugar. That's where we're going. We're not going to starvation. We're going to obesity and dependence, right? Like if you look, our BMI has been rising for years. And I say this as a formerly obese person, like I've been watching it happen slowly to the point where we don't even talk about it. Like it's a crisis anymore. It's just a thing to manage how we get fatter and fatter and fatter. (laughs) And I'll tell you something, a fat people uh, whose brains are, are, are scattered from way too many uh, carbs and refined sugars and, and, and corn products 
and who aren't getting the the protein and the fat. I'm going, by the way, this is going to become a keto rant now because, you know, <laughs> I've been on keto for years, bro. Go for it. All, all libertarianism is essentially a keto rant waiting to happen. You know, they, <laughs> they, they talk about they talk about the minarchist to anarchist pipeline. The real pipeline is libertarianism to, to ketotarianism. But, you know, it, the, the bottom line is that when people are fat and stupid and dependent, that makes uh, tyranny far more possible than people being starving and desperate. Starving, desperate people aren't scared. Fat, stupid, uh, you know, lazy people, they are easily scared. You could just take away their Twinkies, right? Like uh, you right. literally, you don't have to do much to them to make them be scared because they are, uh, and I say this as someone that I live a very uh, a charmed lifestyle. Like I, I've, I've been, I retired four years ago. There's very little I want for, you know, I, I, I have to, I have MS. So I have to take a, a, a monthly infusion of a, of a drug. You know, I'm not ready to be an and prim out in the woods or anything like that. But the, the point is the more that we are able to recognize that the people who are telling us that they have this all under control are the monsters that created this mess. And more importantly, the more we're able to reach normies, people who right now, they look at the news and something seems off, but no one's actually validating that for them. The more people we can reach like that, the more we can change things. And, and this is where I differ from a lot of uh, a lot of other ANCAPs and a lot of other libertarians who, who recognize the 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 precipice that we're on the Rubicon we're about to cross right now. You know, those guys at the daily job hunt, I keep telling you about our, our friends over at crash. I've been telling you about them. I know, you know, well, right now they're offering a free 15 minute job hunting consult to anyone looking for a new job. If you've been hearing these ads and you've been saying, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. My boss is going to force me to get some medical treatment. I don't really want, where am I going to go? Clint help. You DM me all the time. Huh? Well, if you haven't done this, at least, don't DM me, brother. Just, just don't do it. These guys have helped thousands of people get hired, and they want to help you. For a free job hunt consult, go to crash.co forward slash apply. Again, crash.co forward slash apply. You get a 15-minute free consultation to help you find that job of your dreams. What are you waiting for? This is the best moment in human history to go find a new job. Do it now. Unemployment benefits are running out as well as all of these mandates that they're going to be rolling out. If you are looking, if you know your employer is about to do you dirty, this is your opportunity. Go to crash.co forward slash apply for that free 15 minute consultation. I believe that the average everyday person, if you disagree, we can certainly debate this out. I've gone around this country. The average everyday person gets it to this much, at least this much, whether it's they get that there's no reason that their kids should be having to wear a mask in school when it comes home all covered in snot and it's not even the same mask they came with, they traded it with their friend. There's no way this is doing anything to slow COVID. When it's someone who goes, why should I not be able to own a gun? Like, okay, fine, maybe everyone shouldn't have machine guns, but why should I not be able to have a gun, but we're out here protesting because the police kill us every day and they aren't even held accountable for it? Or they say, you know, why is it that everything just keeps costing more and more and more and more? And, and they don't even know about the Fed, but they just know that something looks rigged, right? Most people get it at least this much. It doesn't mean that they aren't also the people cheering on tyranny for everything else. But if someone gets it this much, if someone intuitively knows that something is fucked here, something is off, 
and something doesn't make sense. All they're hearing is that everything is, makes sense. Listen to the experts. You know, the experts have it under control, but then they keep watching the experts be wrong over and over and over again. When we're able to identify these people, meet them where they are, I, uh, validate the concerns that they already agree with us on, work with them to change that, and then show them that it doesn't have to end there, that they are right, that this whole thing is an entire cynical joke, and that there is a way to fix it, and that way is liberty, that way is non-aggression, that way is decentralization, that way is secessionism, then yeah, we can do it. We can do it. It's not going to happen overnight, but we can do it. I love it. And I'm actually not going to push back because I agree with you. I just did. I just drove from San Diego to Miami. I, I stopped and uh, granted, my bubble is very liberty oriented. And most of the people I right. was meeting were liberty oriented. But right, in, my, right, right. In, my, in my personal experience, in my personal life, I run into people that disagree with me vehement, vehemently uh, politically. And, yeah. and but if I talk to them, I, they identify much of the shit you just described. Like right, they, right, they right. realize why, why is it? Why do I have to work? 50 hours a week and I'm, and I'm going backwards. Why am I buried in debt? You know, it, oftentimes their grievances are, they attribute the, um, the wrong culprit. They don't, they don't see right. who's actually doing it. But, but if you yeah. identify the problem, then you're at yep. least, you're at least on the path. That's how I view it as, yep. as opposed to the people who are just like, you know, spoon fed Hollywood people that just sit home. They don't have to work. They don't even notice any problems. So whatever, whatever Stephen Colbert says that night is the gospel, you know, like they're good with that. Those people aren't reachable, yeah. but the vast right. majority of people are hardworking people that actually, you know, they have kids, they have to figure shit out. They, they understand that their child is yeah. coming home crying because they're upset about how they're being treated at school. The fact that they've yep, yep, not yep. been able to, to socialize for a year, it's like destroying yep. them. And even the most asleep person if you have your child falling apart in front of you you have to come to some sort of realization that hey this shit's fucked up there, 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 yeah. there's something wrong about what we're doing here something and, is wrong here yeah yeah so i, I actually agree with you um I, I wanted to ask you what you think about this because I, I got into a little debate um this morning I'm, i won't drag him i'm gonna go on a show uh i i think he's a, a smart guy but he was saying that he doesn't see and and it's actually kind of this this um they call themselves Praxians, I think, or they were okay. going by post-libertarians, but now they're Praxians. I don't know. Anyways, um, they, they believe that that peaceful protest, unless you have an elite in it, is not fruitful. In fact, it's counterproductive because they, and they, they point to January 6th as evidence of that. Um, my personal opinion is, well, January 6th was likely an op. So let's like, let's, let's set that one aside. But I there, think there was at least some, some provocation from, from within. Definitely. Yeah. 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 A few, a few operatives were in there, whether or not it would have happened anyways, who knows? We can't know. But um, anyways, point being, uh, my belief is that when you see people rise up, like you saw it in Australia today, you saw it in France yeah. over the weekend, you've yeah. seen it in yeah. Italy and all, all over the place. Poland is going nuts. I love it. Um, when you see shit like that, I get hopeful. These guys look at that as a negative. Like that's just going to increase the the rate of tyranny. It's going to make the government harsher, locked down. Um I, you know, I look at the sixties, I look at the peaceful protest movement in, in that period. I look at, you know, mm. lots of, lots of peaceful protests in my, in, in our, you know, recent history have been successful. So I'm not even sure I need to talk to him further about this, but what's your opinion as to that, that stance? I think there has to be an actual goal. So for example, last year we had, uh, you know, what could have been uh, the catalyst for a real movement to end the uh, unaccountability of police officers and to end the, the federalization of police and to uh, end the militarization of police and maybe even make some bigger changes like decriminalizing drugs and, and you know, uh, reforming or eliminating cash bail and stuff like that. 
And instead, what happened was uh, once they started getting out there, the, the press, the corporate media, the Democrats and the, I guess, uh, professional academic left, if you want to call it that, got their hooks into it. And so what started as a bunch of people that were out there saying, no, you don't get to kill us without being held accountable, turned into, uh, you know, we're going to help uh, elect Democrats and we're going to uh, chant slogans. And uh, and then we may engage in, uh, in, in property destruction, which oddly enough, and I've tried talking with uh, BLM activists and stuff like this, when property gets damaged, property values go down in the area, which allows for the vultures to come in, buy the property for pennies on the dollar, kick all of you out because you don't own any of it, and then ramp up the pricing. You just accelerated gentrification. Congratulations. Right. But anyway, this was a lost opportunity because they didn't have an actual direction going into it. And so they were given direction here, donate to act blue, donate to black lives matter incorporated national will help elect people that are going to fix this. No, they're not. They elected Joe Biden, Joe Biden, the architect of everything that they've been protesting against and things they don't even know that they're protesting against Joe Biden, right? Not that Donald Trump was any better, but Joe Biden, this is who your savior is. That is an example of a movement that could have made real change had it gone in with some serious direction and if it had resisted the people who wanted to co-opt it. And unfortunately, you know, we I did, you know, I, I did my small part of trying to reach out to local BLM groups. I got a few of them converted over today. One of them, the heartbeat movement, they're all about ending qualified immunity. They're all about the Libertarian Party. They're all about Second Amendment now. They're all about ending lockdowns you know we, we pretty much got them on board for the most part I love uh, blm 757 in virginia beach they're working with maj Kare now they're just straight up libertarian now you know i i could only reach as many as i could but the reality is a lot of them just went with what the i guess national organization was doing if we are to have a movement of protest in country we have to in this country we have to have goals we have to have direction and we have to not be co-opted, which is the hardest part, especially now that COINTELPRO is no longer a federal government program. It is the standard operating procedure of all law enforcement from the federal government all the way down to local cops. Invade these groups, find the worst people among them, highlight them, you know, empower them, enrich them knock out, arrest or kill the good ones in these movements, do everything you can to corrupt this movement and then put it in front of them, everyone on the media and go, look at this disgusting movement. Look at these terrible people, right? Like, so we really have to do work hard at that. Um, I'm a fan of not damaging private property. And if that's <laughs> what people want to call people, peaceful protests, then so be it. I think it's more important. I think the peaceful, uh, how do I want to say this? Because I, I, I'm always uh, take pains to not break the law um, <laughs> uh, on, a, on a recorded uh, live stream. Um, so what do I how do I want to say this? We can just put it peaceful in quotes. Peaceful. Peaceful. No, no, no. no. Here, here is the thing. Because, I mean, we weren't founded in peaceful protests. We no. were founded by people who were like, no, nah, I'm going to kill everyone in the government until they go away and we yeah. make our, a new one. And then, uh, oddly enough, they come in, prove that revolutionaries often become tyrants in their own respect uh, and that the problem is the system and not individuals. But anyway, um, the we need to be focused on goals and uh, and, and, a, and having a direction 
and on being as uncorruptible as possible mm -hmm. and in actively rooting out bad actors uh, within our movement. People that are obviously either intentionally or unintentionally making us look like garbage, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my focus. Also, and if we're doing those things, that means we aren't damaging private property. That means that unless there's an absolute necessary need, and that's something that every individual has to decide, unless there is an absolute necessary need to use violence against those in position in power, we avoid doing it if no other reason then there's a better way to do it that keeps us all you know, out of trouble. Of course. That naturally comes from us having a direction, guidance, and, and being uncorruptible. And, that, and that's what my focus is, 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 you know, long before we get involved at throwing stuff at people, let's go and, uh, and highlight the fact that, you know, there's a homeless camp in the city because they passed a bunch of rules that made it illegal for anyone with a drug problem to be within a thousand feet of any city building. They risk going to jail for 15 years. So now they live out in the damn woods where they're never going to be able to get help. They're never going to be able to get their life together. Let's highlight that kind of stuff because that pisses off soccer moms. And this leads me to my final point, which is that soccer moms run this entire damn planet and that the sooner we can radicalize the normie soccer moms, the more that we just win for liberty. When the average soccer mom believes that the best thing for Kaiden and Braxton and Craxton is, to, is for liberty in a world set free in their time, we will have liberty. It will happen because they will speak to every supervisor until it happens. <laughs> As a founding member of Tower Gang, I have to I have to interject and say white women must be stopped. No, uh, no, no. But... See, you're looking at this the wrong way. <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. White women must be co-opted. We, we, we must co-opt the white women. If white women are, you know, the white soccer moms and really just soccer moms. Just that that whole like like that 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 late 20s to 40s moms who when they look at authority, authority is something that has they've been told their whole lives and has often been demonstrated to them is there to protect them. And when it shows up and tells them they can't do something, they don't get mad like someone who has felt subjugated their whole lives. They get mad like someone who is being talked down, talked down to by one of their employees. Mm -hmm. Like that's a different kind of mad. <laughs> and I was actually talking with this about uh, about this with an incredible activist in Ohio by the name of Chrissy Wickers. And we were talking about the fact that, you know, she did work on marching against Monsanto and on uh, pushing for social pressure for companies to put labeling for GMOs and to end the, uh, the rules that were being put in place that were actually hurting small farms to benefit Monsanto and these large agribusinesses. And she said nothing changed until she got 30 and 40 something soccer moms to come out to events. The police would come out and they were befuddled. They didn't know what to do. And, and, you know, as soon as they came in and started trying to round them up, they'd all start crying. And it was like, what are you going, <laughs> what are you going to do to 300 women and their kids who yeah. are protesting armed and crying? Like, there's nothing you can do about that. You just have to give in that win. So as soon as we have armed soccer moms out crying in front of city hall, we win every that's, time we win. That's an interesting theory. I like it. Um, yeah, and, and to your point about BLM being co-opted, um, I mean, they were so co-opted, they they were willing to scream, say her name to the guy who wrote the, you know, uh, Justice for Breonna Taylor Act. Like they, they oh had they had no idea of what was actually, uh, you know, being implemented or attempting to be no. implemented to yeah. assist them in the political yeah. structure. And all of the help that was going towards them was coming from the right side, which was fascinating. But anyways, uh, also to your point <laughs> about being co-opted, I'm old enough to remember, and I'm sure you are as well. It, it immediately triggers for me the uh, the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement yes. was like a great small government, uh -huh. like hard, hard line, um, you know, kind of quasi libertarian. It was it was very yeah, like, yeah, 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 oriented. Yeah, know, and yeah. then it became, 
you know, fucking Mitt Romney. It was like, what happened here? John McCain or whoever it was. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you. It's just like, I just don't know how we do it because if you get big enough, I mean, look at the boog movement, the boog movement's tiny. And even that yeah. has been co-opted to a large extent. If you were to get a meaningful third party movement or something, something even close to that, just a, a grouse, a grassroots, you know, libertarian and cap type movement. I feel like they would yeah. co-op it immediately. I, there's, there's probably already infiltrators all in. Oh, God. Listen, you go on social media and you're looking at the same people pissing everyone off the same people that are putting out garbage, garbage stuff that makes us look like absolute pricks. And if nothing, and I, and I don't even think a lot of them are, are agents or ops or anything like that. I think that they're just dicks. And the, and the thing is we have, this <laughs> is why we have to be, Oh, listen, <laughs> these are the tip of the iceberg, right? Like, I, know, I mean, it's, I, just, it's, I just had to take a dig. It's no, okay. I know, I know, I know, I know you had something in your throat. I get it. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, we have to look at these folks and be like, listen, is this person a net positive for the movement or should they maybe like we find something else for them to do? Mm -hmm. And if it's something where it looks like maybe they're doing this intentionally, maybe we need to have some scrutiny on them. But um, uh, going back to what you were talking the Tea Party, what about Occupy? So oh, at the shit, same yeah. time, you had two groups, right? At the same time, who were protesting the same fucking thing. They were both protesting this uh, this marriage, fascist marriage, like literal fascism. I, I don't use the word fascist sparingly. I'm not, you're a fascist, you disagree with me. Actual literal fascism, corporatist fascism, the economic plank as defined by Mussolini, fascism between massive corporations and massive government except you had the tea party focusing on big government and you had occupy focusing on big Business. corporations yep. and i remember i was in sort of that that occupy or that that uh tea party movement somewhat i was somewhere between a, a conservative and a libertarian at that point and i remember even thinking we're protesting the same thing i think they're doing it really weird, but we're protesting the exact same thing. But what do we do? We fought each other. We right. literally fight each other. We're fighting each other at the steps of the buildings that these people walk into or helicopter down into to impose themselves on all of us. And now we're divided at a completely different way because we're not even arguing over that anymore. We're arguing over like, you know, uh, sexual preferences and gender and, and a bunch of like cultural stuff that that are it's important to the people that that's affected by but if we literally just all left each other the hell alone it really wouldn't matter and so mm -hmm. because everything has been democratized we now have to all have strong opinions on every single damn thing which means we're constantly arguing with each other instead of being able to take a step back look at this with a little sober look and say this is all a sham we're all being robbed by the same monsters who play us against each other all these pricks that put up these you know rainbow profile uh, uh pictures for their corporate logos these are the people doing business in countries that throw homosexuals from buildings but they stand with the lgbtq community the cia putting out videos about empowering women meanwhile they're empowering drug cartels and narco terrorists who round up and murder women by the tens of thousands just because they're in the way and they want to take over their fields to, to you know grow more coca plants but yeah they're standing with women if we don't address this and if we don't demonstrate this let me say that no, i'm gonna say it positively because that's like if we don't when we address these things because we're gonna do it when we address these things when we stop using their narrative we can use their words to be able to talk with them but when we stop 
allowing ourselves to be roped into their narrative. And if instead we use our narr their narrative to achieve our ends. And when we stop arguing over the cultural stuff, like I am very, I'm a very pro LGBTQ rights person because I believe all human rights are human rights and you should be able to be whoever you want to be, right? Sure. I am a very, a very, I believe in the idea behind many of the people who are protesting for Black Lives Matter, even though I think the actual national organization itself is a, is a grift and uh, and and is built around you know enriching themselves and getting Democrats elected and, and pushing for more pro professional leftist academia. But I agree with what they're saying. But mm -hmm. I'm willing to work with people who don't agree with that, as long as we all agree that we should all just be leaving each other the hell alone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to impose my belief on someone else, and I don't want them to impose theirs on mine. All I want, all we owe each other, is non-aggression and tolerance for exist their existence, not acceptance tolerance. That's all we owe each other. Mm -hmm. And if we can have that truce, if we can simply say, listen, we're not going to agree on every single cultural thing. We are uniquely different from each other. And that's okay. We're supposed to celebrate diversity, right? So let us be different. But we all recognize that we are being robbed blind and subjugated by a small handful of cynical sociopathic monsters. And the very second we come together and fight against them, they will completely crumble. They have no ability to stop even five or ten percent of us, much less all of us. I love it. As you were as you were talking, I actually had an epiphany. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter was essentially arguing with the MAGA movement exclusively over the word again. That's all they were arguing over because Black right. Lives Matter was simply saying that you can't make America great again because it wasn't great for us. That's all they were right. saying. Yeah. And, and it's, so, it's so funny that they were that close to each other. Like both of them want to make America great. Yes. And they're, and they're fighting each other over uh, the again. It's like, it's yeah. so petty and pedantic and shallow. Uh -huh. and it's just like, but, but I understand, I understand the gripe. I understand the complaint. If you're, if you're being abused by the police, that's going to be your priority. Like I get it. And if you're not yep. being abused by the police or your fucking uncle's a cop, you're going to say, that's not a priority. My cops, are, my uncle's a good guy. And it's like, yeah. okay, but then. The, the fucked part was the conservatives saw what happened to George Floyd. And for the, for the vast majority, they said, this mm -hmm. was a problem. This isn't okay. Yep. And then, yep. Yep. and then it was like, they were so close to coming together, but then it Soros or whoever the fuck led the funding it, it for, went, for, it for went the, racial. Yeah. Well that, and, and, and all yep. of the, um, you know, the actual violence that we started to see across yep. TV. And it was like, well, yeah, now you're going to lose the middle ground because now you're looking like a radical element and no one wants to play ball with that. So it's just, man, we're so close. It's just <laughs> now, now you're scaring people. So if someone looks and they see someone in a bad predicament, and they go, wow, that's terrible. I don't even know if I agree with everything they're saying, but something's wrong here. We need to help them. And then that person goes and starts knocking all the tables over and, and making threats to people. They're like, oh, I don't really care what happens to them now. And, yeah, and, and exactly. that was the, so when I was talking to people in, in these movements and I would say, listen, I get what you're saying that, you know, no, we're not burning down our communities. We don't own any of this anyway. And, you know, no one's doing anything for us. But what's happening is besides the fact that, like I said, you're accelerating your own gentrification out of your own where you grew up, you're end up going to end up, I don't even know where they're going to put you. You're going to end up living in the woods or something like that because they're going to just take everything from you. Uh, but what you're also doing is you are playing into the, the meta narrative from corporate media that you're hostile and scary and that white people need to be protected from you. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that leads directly into 
all right, well, I guess we just need to let the police do whatever they want to do. I even saw libertarians that are like, unleash the police against the left. And it's like, yeah, no, you guys have played directly. Everyone here is playing directly into the, the state's uh, uh, playbook for how to keep each other divided, right? And, and, and now we're watching it. We saw it with the lockdown protests. So you saw people show up and they were protesting the lockdowns. And because many of them had been, turn, had been saying, well, yeah, you can't protest because the thin blue line, when they showed up the protest, the people who would have agreed with them were like, now nah, nah, it's your turn. Fuck you. Let the cops beat you up this time. And these are people protesting against police brutality. And it's because if you can make someone hate their perceived opponent more than l- they love the desire to be free mm. or to have the things that are imposed upon them ended and to, to have the, the uh, infringements and the oppression on them ended. If you can make them hate that person more, if you can make them say something like, well, as long as this system exists, I want them hurt more than me. Instead of saying, you know what? I don't even care if I agree with that person, we should work together to end this so that all of us aren't being hurt and that all of us are free. You know, yep. these are the kinds of conversations we need to be having. And I, it, it, it's with everything, it starts within. I refuse to, if someone is, trust me, I have my fair share of haters. I have my fair share of people that make bad faith this, uh, uh, accusations against me that they know aren't true. I, I love the accusations that I'm grifting. Here I thought I've lost thousands of dollars over the last, or spent thousands of dollars out of my pocket over the last year right. uh, to help try to grow this movement and have less money now than I did when I got started. Apparently I'm grifting. I can't wait to get that money. But, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. They, they, Everyone thinks I'm grifting too. And I'm like, hey, we're all grifting. I, I'm we're losing all money. I'm losing money here, we're, folks. We're making all this sweet ass podcasting money, right? <laughs> uh, and so, but the thing is, like, I refuse to get into hot arguments with these folks because the reality is I'm wasting my time. And all I'm doing is the people who might agree with them on things and also might agree with me on things. They just see, see us arguing with each other and they become jaded to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If instead what they see is those people constantly making stupid, <laughs> un- 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 unrealistic and, and, and completely baseless accusations and they see me completely ignoring it shining past them and just continuing to try to do as good work and I'm not perfect I make mistakes and everything else but doing as good of a work as I can then what they're going to be drawn to is the person doing the good thing so what I encourage people to do and I know it's tough especially on Twitter my god Twitter is a cesspool but what uh what I encourage people to do do not fight your haters, shine past them. And I know there's a whole mindset about you should fight your haters and all that. I, I personally shine past people, do not feed into the division, lead by example in showing that there is a better way to do this. And, you know, if you occasionally have to, you know, BTFO them on the, on the internet, then so be it. But for the most part, you should be spending, for every time you do that, 10 times do something positive and constructive and helpful to grow the liberty movement. Work with people who agree with you even this much on this thing to bring them in. If nothing else, you planted a seed. This is how we grow liberty. We grow liberty by planting seeds. Look at all the seeds that Ron Paul planted. Look at all the seeds that Matt Kibbe planted. Look at all the seeds that we're planting now. I'm just starting to meet these like 20-somethings who tell me that I brought them to the liberty movement, which is the most freaking humbling thing on earth. But the fact that we're just getting started and we're already bringing people in. I can't help but be optimistic for the future because our ideas work. All we have to do is get in front of people. I agree. And uh, I think that's a great way to end it. Spike, thank you so much for coming in, man. Uh, It's just an honor and, and a pleasure to talk to you. 
Absolutely, Clint. Thank you, man. Before we get out of here, I want to thank you guys for your continued support, especially while I was gone for a month. I know that uh, you guys were missing me, and that means a lot. If you miss me a lot and you want to see my face, even when I'm not able to record, I got an option for you. If you want to look like a wigger who dresses 10 years younger than he should, look at that. It's me. I love that shirt. I love that design. Shout out Top Lobster. Uh, go to teespring.com. Just search Liberty Lockdown and that'll pop up so you can pick one up. It's a great way to support the show. But more than that, because I don't get hardly any money from it, it's just about spreading the message. Having people see you wear that shirt strikes up a conversation. It gives you an opportunity to tell people about the show. You could be like, why are you wearing this handsome autistic man's face on your chest? And then you could be like, well, that's Clint from Liberty Lockdown. He's out of his mind. You should listen. He's... uh. It's like Alex Jones, but I don't know. He's basically just Alex Jones at this point. Uh, also want to thank people for leaving the five-star reviews. They never stop rolling in. We got Chris BCH says, uh, Clint, my Twitter friend, welcome to Liberty Lockdown, one of the greatest libertarian-themed podcasts on iTunes. Now, Clint, this is Chris. When am I going to be on your show, bud? Keep up the good work. I'll see you when you come to Arizona. Uh, hi, Chris, and thank you. And I don't know, man. I, you know, I got a big, I got a big lineup here and I'm traveling to Tennessee to, like in 10 days. So it's going to be tough, but I'll get you in eventually. Uh, Christian Penner says big old emoji of a wiener. Very nice. Based God Clint, make my PP go up. Indeed I do. It's not just Reed that uh, enjoys what I do. <laughs> we got native Texican says five stars. Needs to be said. Thanks, brother. Wake up, fools. By the way, all of those were five stars. As I am wont to do, I will read off five-star reviews. If you leave them on iTunes, you can even leave your social media handle. Gives you an opportunity for a free shout-out. Gets you some followers. And it helps grow the show. I'm up to 280 five-star reviews already. It's amazing. You guys are so supportive. It really helps with the algos. It helps get my name out there so that the show keeps growing. As the show grows, I will do more of them. So... Benefits you, benefits me. Let's go. Love you guys. Uh, we've got a huge lineup for the rest of the week, but uh, I'll keep it a surprise. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go, it requires a fight, not tweet from your phone, don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne, if you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home, the virus is scared of, will come and it'll go, the government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe, like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening, scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine, a typo with Luke might bring the nooses, we all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses, freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit, knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so 
so hot, must be air July. Screaming in the mic, a rip for 59. Miles to ratio, that black guns matter. Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders. None of us wanted war, but we're ready. You know I be bopping and rock steady. Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe.